Muscle Fitness Health, the Ads Fitness Podcast. And this is the start of a new series whereby I'm going to use an episode to talk about how I train each body part. And no, this is specific to what I tend to do myself, not necessarily routines or anything that I use with clients, but a lot, a lot of the stuff's based on the same principles. But I hope that I'm going to, as I go through this, I'm going to be able to give you some training gold along the way. So, we're starting with what tends to be most people's day one, chest training. So on chest day, it's four exercises for me, just about all the time. Um, never more than that. Um, occasionally, uh, you know, a few months back when I was starting training again, I was doing just sort of three exercises, but it's just about always four exercises. And the first two of those are always presses. Okay. And not just they press it, they are uh, they presses, but they are actually like focusing on progressive overload. So in a previous episode, I've talked about the difference between progressive overload, metabolic stress. An example of what I might do for exercise one would be a incline hammer strength press. Okay, now I would normally do three or four sets, and I will start off very light. Should say as well. I normally do a couple of warm-up sets on the pet deck as well, like where I really just quickly fly through them, really, really lightweight, like literally like second pin down, 20 reps. And as much as anything, that's to warm up the shoulder joints as well as get my mind zoned in a little bit to the chest. And this is one of the keys when you're tra- training chest as well. Get rid of your ego. Um, the thing is, even on those final sets of the presses, I'm never actually failing on that rep range or the amount of reps that I do, whereby that's the maximum I can actually lift. It's the maximum I can lift with my chest. You know, the technique, like, so every sort of part of my body, the body positioning, as well as what I'm focusing on with my mind, everything is focused on taking every, every other muscle group out of the movement as much as possible. Okay. And one thing that I often talk about here is the difference between like a bodybuilder and powerlifter. If you use a bench press, perfect example, powerlifter is going to shift more weight than a bodybuilder, but they generally have a quite small chest. And that's basically because a powerlifter, their goal is to get the weight from A to B. A bodybuilder's goal is to stimulate that chest muscle into growth. So the power lifter can recruit other muscles, their shoulders, their triceps, even their lats into the movement to really like push the weight up. But what we're doing is using these movements to train chest. And on that, while I'm on bench press, very, very rarely do a free bench press anymore. I'm getting old, my joints aren't what they used to be and everything else. And I do find that it puts a lot more stress on them. So if I'm doing, I tend to use dumbbells or using like the hammer strength machines, which allow me to have that, the planar movement fixed. So I don't need to put so much stabilizing pressure on the joints. Anyway, typical example of exercise one, likely to be an incline hammer strength press. Now the first set is going to be very, very light. Um, so that's after my warm up. So probably 50% of the weight that I'm going to do, let's say we're doing three sets. 50% of the weight that I'm going to be doing on set three. This movement's about progressive overload. It is all about that final set. An analogy that I tend to use with this often is like, if you think about like a 100 meter final, right? When the athletes are getting ready, they'll often sprint out their blocks a few times, won't they? Okay. But if you want to run a PB in the 100 meters, say you're saying bolt, 
He wants to break his world record. Well, he can do that by warming up a bit, sprinting out of the blocks, getting everything firing, getting zoned in into that movement pattern. Okay. But if he goes and runs a 10 flat, a few minutes before he's going to try and break his world record, then it's going to be a bit fatigued before he actually comes to that like all out world record attempt, right? And it's that same analogy with this because you don't want those earlier sets on your big lifts to take away from what you're going to do on the final set. So the earlier sets don't really even log. First one's really easy. And a lot of the time I hear people say they can't feel something without much weight. Well, I can actually mimic a chest pressing movement just for my hands. I could do it sat here and I can feel it. So maybe that's a sign that you need to improve that connection with your chest. Getting the muscle fibers to fire is all about your mind and that connection with the muscle. It comes with practice, practice, practice. Okay, so while I'm doing on that first movement, I'm getting some blood flow going in there. Sorry, those first couple of sets, get some blood flow going in there, but it's not taxing me too much. Yes, the second set will be tougher. If I'm doing four sets, then the third set probably be about five, six reps of failure, but that that's the closest. That's as close to failure as it will go because I don't want to be taken away too much from that final set. And that final set is all out. But again, it's all out in the context of using the chest and not every single other muscle group to push the weight. So it's what you're trying to do is push as much weight for the reps as possible with maximum focus on the chest doing the movement and that gets particularly hard when you get close to failure because it's natural then start to throw shoulders more in the movement and particularly when we're talking like a incline a incline um, barbell press sorry incline hammer strength press you want to make sure that you're keeping those shoulders back throughout so you're almost pushing from the bottom of your hand okay so you're pushing like from the bottom of your hand you're focused on squeezing those pecs imagine you're just trying to inflate those pecs as you're pushing the 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 handles but you're it's not like your your focus is not on the hands pushing the handles it's on the pecs squeezing and if you do that from more of the bottom of your hand it's a lot easier to take the shoulders out so on that final set i'm going to go all out as many reps as i can do now if I'm thinking, if I've got six in my head, seven in my head, I'm not aiming for six or seven. I'm aiming for as many as I can do because otherwise it will hurt, right? You might be able to do nine, but you're going to stop at seven because you've got seven in your head. It's as many as you can do. And that set is the one that I will then log and want to progress on week on week. So sometimes if I'm doing a incline hammer strength press as a first exercise, my second exercise is either going to be like a flat hammer strength bench press or a flat dumbbell press. Um, recently I've been doing a lot more declines as well, but only because like they've got a really good like decline hammer strength press machine at the gym that I use. Don't like doing those on a barbell because it's very, very easy with a barbell to just push a lot more weight and use the shoulders. Remember the goal of these first two exercises is about stimulating that chest. So exercise two, one's an incline, the other's likely to be a flat or a decline. Okay. Sometimes do them the other way around. Sometimes I might start with a flat dumbbell press and then do a incline hammer strength press for exercise two. But both of those exercises generally going to be like eight to 10 reps, sometimes even less. Okay. Um, uh, in that kind of rep range and they're focused on that all out final set will rest a bit longer before it. Third exercise sometimes varies, but generally it's going to be one of three. It's either going to be cable crossovers, a Smith machine incline guillotine press, but for really high reps, which come on to in a moment, 
or it's going to be incline cable flies. Now, incline cable flies, if you position the bench between the cable station and you get this right, it's a really amazing movement for simulating the chest. But what you need to do is you almost need to, as you're contracting the pecs to move the handles together, it's not about where the handles go, it's about that feeling on your pecs. So when the pecs are fully contracted, it doesn't matter whether your hands are a foot apart, close together, it doesn't matter. It's feeling those pecs fully contract. And the way to do that is to almost like, as if you're scooping, so you don't go over the top where you're likely to use your shoulders, it is easier, you'll shift more weight if you're trying to do it over the top, but you're almost trying to scoop, so you're pushing from the bottom of your hands, and that puts more stimulus on the chest. Now, whatever exercise I'm picking here, the exercise three and exercise four, which are usually the fly movements, apart from, as I say, sometimes Smith Machine and kind of guillotine press, the focus is different. It's not on the all-out final set. The focus is on metabolic stress. And this means sometimes I still do three sets, but more often I'll do four sets and the weight won't change as much like from set one to the final set. It may not even go up every set. If I'm doing four sets, I might have one weight for set one. I might use the same for the next set um, and then might move it up for set three and move it up again for set four. But the goal is not that progressive overload on the final set. You're now focusing on metabolic stress, which is that cumulative feeling through all the sets. So let's say I'm doing that incline cable fly. I might have it, let's say I've got it on three plates down for the first set, I do 15 reps. If I feel that I could have done like another six, seven reps and I'm going to push it up a plate for the next set. Um, no, all these sets are a little closer to failure. So set two. And then if I feel after set two, if I've done 15 reps again and I feel if I push it up again, then I'm going to fail. Well, I'm going to save that pushing it up for the final set. So I'll keep the same weight again. Let's say I do 15 reps, then push it up one and take that final set to failure. But that penultimate set when I'm doing this, the metabolic stress stuff is also going to be very close to failure. So it's a bit unlike the first two exercises where the, the goal is progressive overload. The goal now is the stimulus, the lactic acid build up, the burning sensation, metabolic stress, the cumulative feeling from the start of set one to the end of the final set. For that reason, the rest will be a little shorter as well. Now, I did mention that sometimes the third exercise I tend to do, I can do a Smith machine incline, slight incline Smith machine guillotine press. And when I do this, it's a bit of a change up. It's not like the presses on the first two exercises where you're focused on that progressive overload. It's also not low reps. It's still metabolic stress focused. And what I will do is I'll do three pretty tough sets, but of around 20 reps. So you don't need a lot of weight at all because by the time you get into like 20 reps and once, you know, you've already done those first two big lifts, that burn is going to be crazy. And you keep the rest shorter on these as well because you're not focused on weight. You're focused again on that build up of metabolic stress through, through the sets. And then. If I've, if I've done one of those two for exercise three, it's always probably going to be cable crossovers for exercise four. But if I decide to do cable crossovers for exercise three, I'm then going to finish off with pet deck and it's going to be around four sets. Um, sometimes go just to keep it around 12 to 15 reps, but then sometimes go up to 20. And with the pet deck as well, it's not about the weight. It's about the metabolic stress, that feeling from the start of set one to the end of the final set. And it's about stimulating the chest, okay? Now, 
every time I go over to the pet deck machine, doesn't matter who's been on it before, I'm always pulling the pin out from near the bottom and I'm putting it on like the third plate down. You know, like if you do this exercise correctly, focus on the, you've done your heavy lifting, sit, sit down, push your shoulder blades back, okay? push your chest out and that position should be maintained don't roll your shoulders forward just to be able to like push the handles closer together okay or to be able to push more weight keep your shoulders back all the way through and again push from the bottom of your hands because that will help you contract your pecs and again focus on the movement the hands are just a lever the arms are just a lever your focus is on contracting your pecs squeezing those together as you go through every single rep and once more we're going to three or four sets more likely four now because we're just focusing on finishing with that pump as much blood flow in the muscle as possible metabolic stress focusing on the burn the weight will probably go up a plate each set some sets it may not even go up the weight difference between the sets isn't important what's important is they're all fairly tough because all those sets being fairly tough with a lower weight lower intensity and keeping rest shorter and 45 60 seconds is going to help build up that metabolic stress and that's it that's what i tend to do for chest days guys hope you've enjoyed the episode and i'll be back soon with the next body part thank you all for listening